Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, I'm super excited today today to welcome Sherry Michelle to the show Sherry has over 15 years of experience in business growth and development. She's an expert in a bunch of different industries, such as business development, virtual staffing. We're just talking about that management, business financing, credit, leadership, real estate. Like that's why I was saying, you know, this woman wears a lot of hats, but also not really. And she'll tell you why in a second. Welcome to the show, Sherry. So great to have you here. Great to be here. Love the earrings. Oh, thank you. It's it's one of my things. It's one of my things. I I, I love wearing like nice and big, loud earrings. It's like part of my Latin thing. So anyways, um, okay. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. I want to, I want to hear a little bit more about that. You want to hear about my sauce? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, oh, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I hope um, the listeners out there get a little bit from this. I am Cherie Michelle. I am founder and CEO of Sudden Success Business Solutions. So what we do basically is we help entrepreneurs find their way in their business. Mm -hmm. A lot of us out here right now who are running businesses are first generation business owners. Just like how they had first generation college grads, we're first generation business owners. So we're kind of stumbling in the dark in the closet. Like, how do I find a successful business? So we help do that. Uh, we help get you set up with the LLC, help you set up for funding so that companies actually want to look at you for that. And then when your company gets all big and strong, we help you um, scale with virtual assistant assistance so that you can stop wearing so many hats in your company and actually just focus on the main things. Right. I love that. And I think that it's so important because it's so true. So many of us are first generation business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, and even if we're not, I think that there's so many pieces to building a business that it's like, I mean, oftentimes we have no clue. Like, and it's like, wait, I have to have a business, like a legally LLC or something. I have to have a, a um um a bank account for my business. Just those details that people sometimes have no clue about, right? None. None. Yeah. So tell me about how you got here. Are you yourself a first generation um, entrepreneur or, or have you, is, is this, does this come in your blood? (laughs) So both. (laughs) I am first generation, but it is absolutely positively in my blood. I, I, just like anything else, some of us are born and some of us are bred. I am 100% born. I, my first business was in second grade as the candy lady, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm one of those type of people, I stopped and started in business over and over again. And at in 2017, I literally just was like, Sheree, you can stop or you can keep going because you're going to come back anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, us natural born entrepreneurs, 
we can't leave it alone. We have to have a business in place. We have to be doing something innovative. And so once you realize that that's part of who you are, that's part of your DNA, you kind of gravitate to it more. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, you know, it's from my case is kind of interesting. My dad worked in corporate for 25 years, but he was always an entrepreneur at the same time. Like he always had his businesses on the side and his things going on, even as he was going, we're like going up the ladder in his, in, in his corporate job or whatever. He always had a, an, a business. It's so funny because he had a reunion list uh, lately, recently with like ex-employees from the company he worked with. Um, and he was like, of I don't, I don't remember how many people, like, let's say a hundred people there, only two of us were entrepreneurs. The rest of them were retired. Um, and that was it, like just living off their pension. But anyways, all that to say, I kind of always had that, but similar to you, for me, it's like, I have to have my own business. I've always been clear. Like I want to be a mom that is at home with my business and just focus with that. So I love it. Yeah, when they used to ask me, um, you know how they ask you in school, like, what do you want to be when you mm-hmm. grow up? I always would say financially independent. That's I didn't know answer. how I was going to do it, but I knew that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the people that you work with. I mean, and you mentioned a bit before, is it mostly people that are starting their business or people that have already started their business and now want to formalize it, let's say it like that, um, and bring a little bit of structure into it or all of them. So to answer your question, let me tell you a little bit about my story. So in 2017, like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. I I made the decision entrepreneurship. I was just going to stick in this lane. Mm -hmm. And so I got funded $130,000 to get everything started. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was like super happy. I, have retirement pictures and everything else y'all I was like I'm quitting working so um I decided that I was going to start flipping houses and I was like I'm going to make a bajillion gajillion dollars flipping houses Mm -hmm. and then the nobody told me that there was a bad side to flipping houses Mm -hmm. and that first flip found all the bad side of it like (laughs) everything that could go wrong went wrong so if you are looking to go into real estate investing there's a dark side and it sucks like with I lost a hundred yeah. yeah I lost a hundred thousand dollars in that house oh no way a hundred grand That's a little crazy. over everything yeah. that you got funded almost you lost absolutely oh, and funny. so but I did that on my personal credit so okay. in that lesson I learned about business credit. So then I started teaching people on it. And then as I was teaching people about business credit, I found out that most people didn't know how to set up their company to even qualify for it. So then I started helping people set up their companies. And then once I got overly busy, overworked and completely burnt out, like I was working sundown to sundown, then I was like, okay, I got to hire somebody. And so then I hired some virtual assistants and I was like, man, this is the most amazing stuff ever. Like, why don't people know about this? And so then I started helping people find out how much easier and better their business is and their life is and their bank account is when they have staff to help them scale. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I love that. And I think that it's so powerful to be able to have those 
you know, those, it's like the tools that we have available, right? And and part of it is funding and part of it is um, finding the people that can help you and support you with, with your journey. So that's really, really powerful. Okay, so then back to the original question, who is your ideal audience within that? So start, my ideal audience is people who are looking to start their business all the way up to people who are in their growth, starting to hit their growth spell. So it's kind of new to semi-new businesses. Um, the people who don't understand that your nine to five is powerful because so many people online is like, quit your job right now. Not understanding that in entrepreneurship, you can make 10 grand this month and then be negative 30,000 the next month. Exactly. And that is real life. That has happened to me. <laughs> so I know that that's how that works. So there's power in your nine to five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then I help those people who have been able to come out of their nine to five to work their businesses full term. And then those people who are hitting the 10 and $12,000 months and finding their stride and ready to grow. That's where we are now. Awesome. And what do you, so where, like, what is the most important thing that you feel that your audience needs to know about the work that you do? So the most important thing that I, I there's so many, oh my God. Yeah, I know. Okay. That's or a, the top three. Right, that's the top a, three. I'm not going to give you more. Let's say three. Let's say three. Okay. Three. <laughs> your network is not just your network. It is also your motivation. Mm. because you are not going to be a loser hanging out with winners that's why people say your top five is the 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 you're a combination of the top five people you hang out with because you're not going to be sitting in a room with people who are going on vacation and doing podcasts and releasing courses and you're saying oh well you know I went to work today <laughs> you're not going to do it so exactly. your network is also your motivation the second thing I would definitely say is the most important thing is stop being hard-headed. You have to learn to trust that you don't know and trust that the people who are telling you what to do know what they're talking about, especially mm -hmm. if their company is at a higher point than you are. And the third most important thing is the faster you can duplicate yourself, the faster your company is going to make money and you'll be able to have the freedom that you started your business for. Because none of us started a business to say, I want to work a hundred hours a week for no money. Right. <laughs> so what point coming coming back from that from that last comment, at what point do you feel that people need to hire a virtual assistant? Within the first year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If they can I say definitely do the first six months by yourself because that's kind of you filling out your lane and filling out your customer base and kind of doing your research and target market and, you know, trying to put your packages together. But once you have that brand identity, once you kind of know what your audience is looking for and mm -hmm. what your product really is and who you serve, hire, hire immediately, hire fast. And it can just be a part-time person. But the more that you can give away to somebody else and the faster that you can have more hands on deck, the faster your bank account grows. Absolutely. Yeah. People think it's reverse. People think, oh, well, I can't afford an employee. 
Well, if you're bringing in a thousand dollars a month and that employee's bringing in a thousand dollars a month, but they cost you five hundred a month, are you really losing? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like people hold back from hiring people because it's the chicken and the egg sort of thing, right? Like, well, what do I do first? I, I need to make more money, but also having somebody there to support you is going to help you make more money. So it's it's you making a decision about your time. And at the end of the day, um, it's about figuring out where you need to spend most of your time. Like focus on your zone of genius, focus on the things that are really going to be the money makers in your business, right? Absolutely. And it comes from a place of fear, honestly. Mm -hmm. We all are fearful. When, when we start our businesses, we're fearful of failure. Mm -hmm. So am I going to have the money to pay this person? Where am I going to get the money to pay this person? Those are all fear-based questions. Yeah. All of them. But then once you get into your company and the stuff starts rolling in, then this new friend rolls in and that's the fear of success. Yeah. <laughs> that's another story, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. And so you... There, there comes a point in everybody's business where they realize that failure is the easy part. Yeah. And, and, and it's part of, it's part of business, you know, part of, I mean, you're going to get things wrong and that's the point because through those things, that's where you learn, that's where you grow and that's where you evolve to the next level of you, period. It's just part of entrepreneurship. You just need to develop thick skin for that. <laughs> Absolutely. And the people who get the furthest are the people who understand that failure is a part of it. And they're okay with that. Like, one, I, and I'm just asking, how long have you been in business? Um, since 2016. Well, this version of my business, I'm, I actually have been in business since 2007, but it was more of a local business in Venezuela, which is where I'm from originally. And then I came to the U.S. in 2015. And in 2016 is when I officially launched my business. So a few years now. <laughs> And that's so dope, but your mindset is different because of that. So oh, when yeah. you first started, it was like, everything must go perfect. It's like, oh my God, I have to be perfect. Yeah. And now when something goes wrong, we're just like, okay, well, how can we fix it? Right. It's, it's just, <laughs> I think that what happens is that you stop being so dramatic and taking things so serious as time goes on, because I feel like it's so funny. I have a story that when I launched my business in 2016, I did this video series as like way to get clients. And I thought it was going to, I was going to, number one, I thought I was going to become a millionaire from it. I was like, instantly, obviously, obviously instantly. And number two, it took me forever to record. And, and for, I mean, I still have the videos on YouTube, although they're hidden because like I cringe watching them. It was like, hello let's talk about branding. It was like, oh, I was trying to be so perfect and so professional. Right. And it's horrible. Yes. Honestly, looking back and newsflash or like, um, spoiler alert, it didn't make me a millionaire. Not that. Right. But anyways, but yeah, coming back to what you were saying, like, I feel like we take things so seriously at first and we're like, I need oh, to be dear. perfect. Nobody wants perfect. Like why? <laughs> and so, and you bring up a good point. Cause now um, I had, I, I was on somebody else's show a couple of weeks ago and he was like, well, if you make any mistakes, I could just edit them out. And I was like, no, leave them. Exactly. Because somebody needs to see that we make mistakes at this level and mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 
It's it, that's it. And even for me, like whenever I'm doing a live webinar or whenever I'm recording a module for a program or a video for my, for my program or something like that, I leave mistakes too. It's and it's normal. And I think it's important to normalize mistakes because that's the point. Like that's the point. We we want to humanize the experience for people, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, not only that, but it becomes it comes across authentic too. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just the robot that you were in 2016. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, I leave those videos up too. <laughs> it's there. It's my there robot. on YouTube. It's pathetic. But it's there. It's not pathetic. It was you. It was right. No, and obviously. You- and and I I mean, I remember back. I mean, obviously, I look back at the whole experience now and I can laugh and be like, obviously, that didn't make me a millionaire. Like it was like almost out of an encyclopedia, the things that I was saying, all so serious and so perfect. And I I actually called a friend of mine when I launched it. And I was like, who was a a web designer. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to have so much work. I'm going to need you to come in and help me. So just like you're warned, never call the guy, poor guy. (laughs) And it was like, I had all of these expectations, which is a whole other topic too, about those expectations that we have in the beginning about what's going to happen. Even like with your story of flipping houses, right? Oh, I'm going to become a millionaire next week. Instantly. And that's not how life works. (laughs) Three months, I'm going to have a bajillion dollars. I'm going to be going to Fiji. And yeah, I, I kid you not. I retired. I had like three retirement parties for me quitting my job from being funded. It was (laughs) insane. And we are telling you guys, I know this is like, how are we getting, but these are the things that happens. Like this is something that's relatable that when you get to this point in business, it's just like, that was stupid. (laughs) And we look back fondly on it because now it's just like, we're eased up. Like my brand now, just like you said, my brand back then was so stuffy and it just wasn't me. And my brand now is all colorful and it's just bright and it's me. Like it's yeah. so me and it's different. I don't see anybody with the colors that I have for my personal brand. Of course, mm-hmm. um, sudden success colors are normal, but it's a more corporate brand. But for my mm-hmm. personal brand, oh man, that's all. That is all me. I love that. You know what? It seems from from a lot of the things that we've been talking about today that you do a lot of mindset work. I mean, obviously, and I say obviously because as entrepreneurs, you have to do mindset work, period. But is that something that you help your clients with as well? Like subtly or, or in one way or another, is that one of the things that you work with them on too? Absolutely. That's part of the leadership development. So you, a lot of people have a terrible definition of a boss. Mm-hmm. So I am a boss. I, I have employees. But the what people think being a boss means is that you're at the top. And what being a boss is actually is you're at the bottom and you're holding everybody up. No, I like and that. And yeah, it, it's, it's the most humbling experience that I've ever had is being a boss. Because I have to deal with different personalities and I have to understand their points of views and I have to be empathetic to the fact that I may have failed somewhere and that's why they could not um, do their job correctly. Right. Yeah. That's so powerful. So, yeah, 
I, I, I agree. It's, it really is an interesting experience being a boss. <laughs> it's super rewarding. It's super rewarding, but it's tough. Oh my gosh. You have to always, it's kind of, I feel like sometimes I can compare it to being a parent. Uh, you said you're a professional, yeah. but in the sense of like, you have to hold it together for everybody all the time <laughs> or most of the time. And that part's tough sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Not only that, but you can't make the same decisions the same way no. because now you are responsible for other households. Like there are people, and that's one thing that people don't think about when um, thinking about hiring. A lot of us start businesses to change the world or change our community or stuff like that. There is nothing more rewarding to me than knowing that my employees are able to pay for their parents' medical expenses because of the work that I put in or that their kids are having a good Christmas because of the work I put in. That's yeah, a difference. Mm-hmm. So- um, don't think of the global difference first. The the community difference is just as is more powerful than anything. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, t- I say that um, being a boss is a kick in the butt, man. You can't make the same decisions. Like people will be like, "Well, we'll just do this and figure it out." I can't do that. Yeah, I have I have people who depend on me to make good decisions. So I can't just be like, oh, I'll put $50,000 here or I'll put $10,000 there and we'll just work it out later. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. That makes sense. Okay. So last question that I have for you. Yes. How do you work on your own mindset? What are some of the things that you like to do to feel better or to be more focused or bring your energy up? However you want to look at it. Yes. So the first thing that I do is I... And this took a lot of growth, but I realized that it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Acceptance, basically. Accepting that every day is not going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually let that ride however it rides on those days. Um, that's extremely important because if you don't let it out, it festers in other ways. Yeah. Number two, I work out. Yeah. Me too. Working out. Mm-hmm is and it was when I got to a certain level of success that I realized that people when they get to a certain level of success working out is just a natural progression of success because number one you want to be healthy to see what you're working hard on grow but number two man keeping up with our schedule is tough like we need the extra energy just for that yeah I agree (laughs) I, I have I've been having a motto for the last like month and my motto is I need to protect my brain at all costs. And part right. of protecting my brain at all costs is that. Like, it's so interesting. I love that you brought that up because it, it's so interesting. I've come to realize where I'm at right now, like how important self-care is, but not self-care as in like, I'm just going to take a bubble back. I mean, sure. But it's like, I'm like, I need to meditate and I removed coffee and replace it with matcha and I work out every single day and I'm doing all of these things to be like, protect my brain. You need to feel good. You need to make sure that you're at your best. And that is literally like it. There's a direct correlation between my brain and my business. So I'm like, protect my brain. <laughs> Absolutely. And the ideas that I get on the treadmill are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it shifts it can shift your energy really fast, like really fast. So You're bad. like, oh, I feel like crap. Okay. But then you start working out and then it's like, 
I don't, I, I had, I had a friend once say to me, um, that it's like, you're moving the energy that's in your head and your brain just out of your body. And I'm like, I really like that. Just kind of this idea that, of like, exactly. let's let it out. I love that. That's let's let I'm it out. About. Healthy, healthy. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. A healthy well, way Sherry, to do it. I've loved having you here. I feel like we could probably talk for days. <laughs> so years, but, girl, but years. yeah. Um, anyways, where can people find you? Is there anything that you want to promote? Anything that you want to share? The microphone. Absolutely. Yes. So you can find me everywhere. My team literally has me everywhere. So if you Google Sheree Michelle, you can pick, pick your poison, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, right now in Dallas, we are doing a six figures from your job in 2023 series. So if you are in Dallas, Texas, um, come out, meet, greet, and um, and oh. meet me because I'll be at all the events on how you can, you not only are we going to be telling you what industries you can get in super easy for and make six figures for 2023, but we're also going to be telling you how to implement that salary to build your business. Oh, and, and we're even having a resume building class. So we're doing a lot of fun stuff this month. Um, but also I will be shortly releasing my how to find a virtual assistant um, course. And I will also have a business credit building ebook launching soon. And that'll be later this month. So y'all follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, so that when we drop it like it's hot, you'll be there. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun to read. <laughs> yes thank you for having me and guys be wonderful work out and enjoy your business <laughs> gracias for listening to today's episode of the break your brand show to listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details can i ask you for something if you got value out of this episode would you share it on social media just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.